tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Don't forget. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock, as always. Joining me is my partner in crime, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? What's up? And on the ones and two, Johnny. Johnny, we can't hear you. Hey, dude. Guys, uh, today we got a very special episode, so I want to get to it, but I want to let you know where we're going to be. We're going to be, uh, I have a show this weekend in Phoenix, Arizona, all week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at the House of Comedy. That's January 9th through the 12th, House of Comedy, Arizona. Uh, grab your tickets at az.houseofcomedy.net. Okay, and then on the 24th, we are at the Fort Worth Hyenas. It is Tim Fall Hat Comedy Night. It is the Bigfoot Wars. Myself, uh, XG, and my good friend, uh, Eddie Bravo, go to hyenascomedynightclub.com. Grab those tickets. And the following day, we're at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. Go to Brick towncomedyclub.com grab those tickets again uh, we're also looking for openers in all those in Dallas and in OKC dude Dallas and OKC guys today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Omax CryoFreeze and we'll get into that a little later but Omax CryoFreeze for those who want a natural way to get rid of your pain relief I'll get into that a little later uh, join us via via the power of Skype uh, we want to do something on this horrific, horrific, horrific uh, uh, tragedy going on in Australia. I mean, dude, when you see the pictures, it is devastating. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, I go, hey, who should we, uh, who should we have on to discuss this? Like unanimously, this gentleman was put up. Mark, how do you pronounce your last name again? I'm sorry. Max uh, Egan. Please welcome Max Egan. Sorry about that, Max. I have a problem with names, and I'm I'm a, I'm illiterate. Max, please welcome to the show. Thank you for taking a little time for um to tell us about this incredible tragedy. And the more and more we discuss this stuff, the more and more the quote unquote conspiracy theorists are correct. So, Max, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel so our listeners can come and see uh, and check out all the amazing videos you're putting out about this and other issues? Uh, my YouTube channel is thecrowhouse.com. My website is thecrowhouse.com. Uh, you can go to that website. You'll find everything about me there. You'll find all the links to all my stuff. It's a free website. There's nothing to subscribe to. 
um, it's all free. I mean, I, I don't have any any monetary uh, value attached to all this. It's just about getting information out. So, yeah, that, that's where you'll find everything about me. And the, the situation here in Australia, you're right, it's absolutely unbelievable what we're facing here. It's, uh, it's next-level stuff. It is uh, beyond a tragedy. I, I mean, when you see the pictures, you see the animals, not just the animals. Someone brought this up. Like, people, everyone's talking about the animals, and the animals are super tragic. What about the people? The people that are being affected by this. Life that's being affected by this. Everything. Everything is being affected by this. And it's super tragic and it's super sad. And I just want to get into, uh, Mark, where do we begin on this? Because, you know, when I start seeing fires this big, I start thinking of the two years in a row where the United States and California, we had these humongous fires. And there were so many signs that, this was not naturally occurring. This is not just brush fire. This is not just drought. This is not just climate change, but this is so much more. Uh, where do we begin on this journey? Where would you like to start? <clears throat> well, you know, the, w what we've seen here, this, is, this has been a gradual buildup. This has taken 20 years for them to set this up. Um, look at the geoengineering that, that they're doing as well. I've been associating this with the whole thing. I mean, the geoengineering, a lot of people, it's one of the things that it's right in your face, but so many people deny it. All the spraying in the sky. They go, no, no, this is just contrails. Well, the fact is that we've been finding, you know, if it's just contrails, we've been finding elevated levels of strontium, barium, and aluminium all through our environment for years now. Where is it coming from? The common denominator is the spraying in the sky. And strontium, barium, and aluminium are essentially the same as the material that's made to create sparklers. It's essentially a type of thermite. So they've been spraying our countries with this stuff for, for the last 20 years. Here in Australia, they've stopped all of the forestry workers going in and harvesting timber. And the forestry workers used to go and keep the forest clean, keep the forest clear. I mean, they value timber. It's their work. They want to preserve the forests. People think forestry workers are just people who chop down trees. They actually look after the forest, these guys, you know. So they stopped all that. So we've had all of this dry fuel build up for the last 20 years. And then bang, we get these fires like this. So essentially, you know, the situation we've got here, we've got, we've got major agri-companies, major agribusinesses that have come in here. They've blocked off our river systems. They've dried out all the aquifers. They've all, all the creeks on the east coast of Australia have stopped flowing because of the incredible amount of water harvesting that's going on in this country. So they've done, taken all these steps, dried out the country, harvested all the water, stopped the river is flowing, let the fuel build up, sprayed the country with accelerant, and this is what you get. We've got a firestorm happening here that's oh around about God. 6 million hectares at the moment, around about 15 million acres. It's around about twice the size of Belgium, you know, about the size of Virginia, the fires that we've got here. It's absolutely outrageous. We've lost half a billion animals. We've got tens of thousands of people uh, been relocated. Whole whole towns have been destroyed. We've got no idea where these people are going to go yet. Um, and you've got to look at all of this and and look at the agenda twenty one and how they want to move all the people out of the city, out of the country, into these smart cities. This is what they're doing. This is what they're doing in Australia. And um, the more I look at this the more it's deliberate. These fires are not like anything we've ever seen. And even the fire workers and the forestry workers say that these fires are not like any fires they've ever fought before. Ever. We've got reports. We've got reports of 100-meter fireballs. We've got reports of ground staying hot for three weeks after the fires passed. Um, white flames. Uh, incredible stuff, you know, like just, just stuff we haven't seen before. 
It is mind-blowing. For those who aren't familiar with uh, Agenda 21, Agenda 21 is a non-binding action plan of the United Nations with regard to sustainable development, the product of the Earth Summit. Basically, this is Wikipedia's whole thing. The The whole thing about Agenda 21 is to get everybody to move from all over the country into bigger cities so they can control it, very much like a Chinese type model if you go to uh china you'll have these china has like a hundred cities with like empty cities they're completely 20, empty. no 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 20 million 20 million population right and then the rest of the country just completely empty so it's like very easy to control i know what you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about but that's something totally different yeah, yeah. what we're talking about is the condensing of populations into small areas in order to control them we see that happening a lot with California. We just had those fires. We've talked about on this podcast about how these fires aren't natural, how we have metal burning. Metal burns at 1,500 degrees. We have, we have forest fires that burn at 1,200. How do we have metal burning? Now, even if you tell me that the old these new houses have this kind of uh, weak metal or this weird combination of metal, it doesn't make sense why old bridges are oh, burning. And then the trees are perfectly fine. And then they tell you, oh, it's because they, they have water. That's their excuse is that, that they have water. The trees have water, but everything else is doesn't make sense because then why are we having a, uh, 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 why are we, how is it a drought, but yet the plants have water? It doesn't make any sense. And here we go again. Now, the areas that are burning, is there anything specific about these areas, Mark, that is burning? Why they're burning these areas in particular? Well, there was question that they were burning the areas along the, the line of the, the high-speed rail, but the fires are so big now, it's it's going to be on that. You know, they're, they're burning basically all the national parks. I mean, the fire front is so big now, and it's so unstoppable now that, I mean... We did speculate, yeah, okay, the Clarapan, the high-speed rail, you know, this is this seems to be where it is. But it, like I said, it's it's way bigger than that now. So um, it's debatable whether that's got anything to do with it. I mean, sure, they're gonna, they've announced they're going to do the rail. But, you know, mainly it's just burning people out of the country, burning people out of the forest and into these smart cities. My name is Max as well, by the way. You're Max. getting it wrong. It's, it's I'm sorry Max. about that, dude. Please that's forgive a, me, dude. I'm so thankful you're that's on. Okay. I, I fucking... That's oh, okay. Shut. I'm just re- protecting you from the trolls that will oh, the comment section. <laughs> people listen to this know I'm retarded. Um, so, I mean... But we yeah, s- I mean, there was, there was speculation, though, that it was along the rail line. But really, it's, it's beyond all that. These fires are so huge. And, and the spraying in the sky, the, the, the geoengineering that's contributed to it, there's, there's speculation whether it's directed energy weapons and stuff as well. I'm seeing all this sort of stuff come out. It's hard to tell in, in Australia here. The fuel is so old and it's so dry that it's going to burn super hot anyway. And, and Australia is the sort of country, we have major bushfires here. You don't need directed energy weapons to start a fire here. All you need to do is throw a cigarette butt out a car window, you know. There was a guy who had a roller door fall off the back of a truck and it created sparks on the road, and that started a bushfire on the side of the road just from sparks coming off the truck. Oh That's how dry God. this country is. But but even with that said, you know, the, the spraying of accelerants, the spraying of barium, strontium, and aluminium would explain the white flames that we're seeing reported, stuff like this. Barium burns white. Interesting thing about barium as well is when you throw water on it, it actually increases the heat. It doesn't put it out. So... You know, th- this would explain why the fires are so unpredictable. You know, you could almost look at California and say, well, were they running a test? 
just to see how it would all work. And then, okay, yeah, it works. So let's just do Australia and show the world how it's done. Burn the whole country out, move everyone into these smart cities under the guise of, of climate change and say to the world, well, this is what happens if you don't address climate change, if you ignore climate change. Look what just happened to Australia. But this whole thing has been done by design. You know, they're manipulating the weather. They've dried the country out. They've sprayed it with accelerant. And then it just takes anything to spark it off. And once it's going, it's going. And the fireys just can't put these fires out. And with all the creeks and aquifers drying up, yeah, I mean, they're not anywhere near me now, but I have to wonder how long it will be before they get here because there's no water between myself and the fires. And, and the fireys are having no success at all in putting these out. And this is supposed to be our wet season, but oh there's no rain God, at all. Max. Interesting stuff. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. And what's going on with the politicians? I've seen a lot about your PM, uh, your prime minister. He's, he's sitting on his hands, him not doing anything. Like, what is going on with that? What a guy. What a guy. You know, the whole country is burning and he takes a holiday to Hawaii. And when he gets back, his first action is to go and um, get a photo op with the, with the uh, victims. And then when one of the victims actually said to him, I'll only shake your hand if you send us help. He quite literally turned his back on her and walked away. How is I mean, dude allowed to you can't, walk you the can't make this shit up. How you know, he, he literally turned his back on her and walked away. It's, it's right there on the video. I mean, it's incredible. And they're sending in the army and the military, but they're not doing anything to fight the fires. They're just relocating people. They're just pulling people out. Yes, it's all about saving lives. You want to save lives. There's homes there that I saw, there was, you know, they're hurrying people out of the home saying, we've got to get out of town, we've got to get out. And there's no way this home is lost. You could save this house. But, oh, no, they're pulling the people out and evacuating them, you know, not, not making any attempt at all to save these places. So, you know, Agenda 21, brother, it's all part of Agenda 21. You've really got to look at this and, and look at what they're saying and read between the lines, you know, and, and look at what their actions are. And all the super scoopers, we've had so many countries offer us super scoopers. There's like 50 or 53 of these big bi-wing planes that'll scoop up water from the oceans and drop them on the fires. No, no, we don't want them, thanks. The government hasn't accepted any of the offers. The government's done nothing. You know, it's done nothing. It, it, token efforts to prevent these fires or to fight these fires, but no real effort at all. I mean, this is these are the biggest fires that we've seen. The, the smoke from these fires is about to hit Chile. Okay, it's covering New Zealand. It's gone right across the Pacific Ocean and it's about to hit Chile. It's about to cloud the skies in Chile. The whole world should be sending aid here, should be sending firemen, should be sending water dumping planes to put these fires out. But no one's doing a thing and the government's just sitting on their hands and, and saying, oh, we're trying to save lives, you know. Unbelievable. My brother, right the line. Unbelievable, dude. You know what's still burning? The Amazon. That, that was the thing, and it's still burning. I mean, we've it seen was... the burning of California, the burning of the Amazon, now the burning of Australia, all for corporate greed. It just seems like we're allowing these corporations to control us and uh, and destroy our, our, our world. Now, I'm not a climate change guy, but I am about there's pollution, and obviously there's like net deforestation and Agenda 21, and it's so obvious. It's like... What, when do we stop allowing these politicians to control our lives? Like, how are you going to tell me it says there were 19,000 fire outbreaks? 19,000? What do you mean? Like, how's that possible? And then we see through uh, satellite images all the pop, pop, pop all at the same time. That doesn't just naturally happen. 
It looks like a city, like with the little that, that you you saw that picture of Australia. It looked like like a city. Now, Mac, uh, Max, Max, up city. We've had um some people talking about arrests that are going on, uh people being arrested for starting these fires. Have you heard anything about that? Look, I've seen the reports that there's 183 people that have been arrested for arson, but I'm not I'm not hearing any reports of what their names are or what, what they've been charged with or the court cases. Or if, if people have been arrested for arson, I mean, show us who they are. But let's hear what they've been charged with. It, it should be on front page of the news and they should be, you know, we should be hearing how much they've been sentenced to and all sorts of stuff. But no, I'm just hearing reports on the internet saying, oh, yep, yeah, 183 people arrested for arson. Show me. Show me who they are. Where are they? I mean, what? What is it? Is this just the excuse for what's starting these fires? There is a report that someone put out that showed all of the fires on Kangaroo Island starting simultaneously in a grid pattern. What's going on there, you know? Um, I've got um, I've got footage of, or not footage, but I've got reports of a particular Learjet that's been flying really strange patterns over the fire zones as well. I've got to wonder whether perhaps these these are how the fires are being started. Now, these things called fireballs that you can you can um, little they're about the size of golf balls and they're balls that when they hit the ground as soon as they hit the ground in about a minute they they explode and they ignite. This is what uh, fire is used for back burning. I've got to wonder whether these this Learjet is dropping these these little fireballs around the place and setting the fires that way. I mean, there's, there's so many fires. It seems completely uh, incomprehensible that they've all been started by arsonists. I mean, how many arsonists are there supposed to be? And it, it's incomprehensible that they could have all started simultaneously in, in so many areas. It just doesn't seem possible. So, you know, I think there's a lot more to this than, than meets the eye. And, yeah, for all the reports of, of arsonists, um, I'm only seeing them online. I'm not seeing any reports of court cases or any reports of sentencing or anything in newspapers. So... I wonder how true any of this is, whether it's just a smokescreen just to keep us quiet, you know? Oh, my. It's just unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable. Has Australia had anything like this before, just in terms of any kind of fires? Oh, look, yeah, we've had we've had huge, huge fires. We've had fires where we've had 22,000, uh, 22 million acres or 200 million acres burned. We've had fires bigger than this, but we've never had this combination where we've got mega fires that we can't put out that are different to, to other fires that we've had. All the aquifers are dried up, all the river systems have stopped flowing, and the country's been sprayed with accelerants. We've never had this combination before. So this is this is a whole new new ball game. You know, the fact that we don't have any water in the creek out the front, the fact that we can't just go to the creek and we just can't pump water out to put on the fires, this, this is a, a real problem, you know, and, and when you look at uh, things like Cubby Farms and some of the large agribusinesses that we've got going on in this country, up in the Northern Territory, it's, it's not a drought up there. It's only a drought south of the Northern Territory where they blocked off all the river systems and dried the entire south half of the country out. So, you know, we've never had this combination of factors before. But yeah, we've had big fires. We've had huge fires in this country but never i don't think we've ever seen this amount of death from the animals and stuff because you know they'll start off as, as cold fires and they'll spread they won't start simultaneously all around the country at the same time the way these fires have done and just block off all paths to escape you know this is this is different you know we've had big fires but but this is different this is this is unprecedented to have this combination of factors in place 
and we're we're in a situation now where the only thing that's going to stop these fires is is a big rain you know is a massive amount of rain and i can't see that coming at all so i'm checking out your twitter and one thing that says is that you seem to think it's crazy is that they're saying that these fires are creating their own weather they're generating their own weather like what are they trying to say about that well, that fire systems will generate their own weather. They they will above the fi- above the storm. If you get a, a hot enough fire and you get a wind gusts coming up, you'll find fire tornadoes. You'll find they will generate their own weather systems. What I'm finding remarkable about that one is that it's it's also claiming that it'll rain before the fire. I mean, the, it'll generate a system that actually produces thunderclouds and rain. I don't know how they figure that out, but I, I don't know. That's what they put there. But we, we know. I mean, I've seen fires. I've seen huge fires where it's, it's generated a storm system above the fire and lightning and all sorts of stuff above oh. the fire. So it's kind of almost the way you'll see a volcano ger- generate its own weather system. If you've ever seen a volcanic eruption, you'll find storm clouds and lightning displays and stuff uh, going on oh, within yeah. the smoke of the volcano. So it's a similar thing to that. Wow, Max. Maxi, uh, from what I, another article I see posted on your on your Twitter, you've uh, talked about how your government has sold Australian water to foreign corporate giants. We see that a lot with Nestle out here. Nestle, the head of Nestle, says that like uh, the clean water is not a hu- human right. That they don't, you don't deserve it. I mean, what is so your your country sold off a lot of its water? Yeah, yeah, and it's illegal for them to do that. It says in our constitution there shall be no trade on water and no no abridgment of people's right to, to the use of water. And what they've done is they've sold massive amounts of water to Chinese agribusinesses, like oh right up, up north of, of the Murray Basin. They've literally blocked the river off, and they're, they're harvesting the water from two rivers to feed a, a cotton farm called Cobby Farms, which is like 75 kilometres by 75. It's huge, absolutely huge. It goes on as far as the eye can see. And, um, yeah, and they're also uh, siphoning water out of the Great Artesian Basin. Right now, they've agreed to siphon off something like 12.5 billion megalitres to sell to Adani. We've also got a, a Canadian um, company buying buying our water and shipping it back to Canada. I mean, this country is in a drought, and it's one of the, the driest countries on earth. But the problem is that when people enter federal parliament, unbeknownst to the people, when you become a federal politician, you're given a form, and they ask you how much water you would like, and you're allocated a certain amount of water, and you can say, well, I'll, I'll take this much water, and you can do whatever you want with it. You don't have to keep it. You don't have to do anything. You can sell it to overseas interests like Barnaby Joyce did. Their water deal of $80 million for himself. And that all of that water that got sold, they ended up figuring out that we don't actually know who owns this water. So what did they do with it? They flushed it all out to sea. They just let the dam, open the dam and flushed it all out to sea because they didn't the know fuck? who owned it. This, is, this was two Sydney harbours worth of water was flushed out to sea just last year because they couldn't figure out who owned it because these politicians are claiming they can own water. When it says in the Constitution there should be no trade on water. So this is treason. As soon as they go into federal parliament and they're given that form and to say, how much water would you like to own? As soon as they sign that form, they've committed treason against their nation and they should be removed from office and taken out and and tried for treason. Every single politician in this country who, who has claimed an ownership of water or has sold water to overseas interests has been running a con. 
you know, because it's a scam. This is a con. You're selling something that you don't own. That's called that's called conning. It's like someone selling you the Brooklyn Bridge. So if you're a Chinese company and you've bought water from an Australian politician, well, guess what? You've been conned because this guy doesn't own the water to be able to sell it to you. But that's the situation we've got, brother. This this government is so corrupt, and they've quite literally sold this country down the river. They've dried this country out. And they've left us hung out to dry. They don't care about the people of this country. And they've set this whole situation up. And when you look at all these contributing factors, you know, why would you do that? Why would you allocate water to a politician? Why would you dry the country out? Why would you stop all the backburning and leave all this fuel build up for 20 years? Why would you spray the country with accelerant? And why would you be so slow and, and haphazard and lazy on your response to this crisis so you can say to the world well look what happens when people ignore climate change this whole thing's a scam brother they've had this plan for a long long time and all of these politicians are complicit and you know a lot of the people in the country are waking up and i've done a few videos about this recently they've all gone pretty viral i actually had a guy in the, the shopping center i was just in the supermarket buying some some stuff in the supermarket and the guy came up to me and said hey you're the guy from youtube who made the the videos about the fire good on you love your work keep it up so a lot of people are waking up to it and you know we've got to we've got to dismiss this government we've got to put this water back in the river systems and we've got to use this to set an example for the rest of the world because if we let them get away with this this is what they're going to do in your country as well you're well, seeing I, I how do, they they're do running it in california it they're already doing it in california i mean we mm. see it happening already and I can't believe that people are selling out their own. I, real quick, I want to tell you about our good friends at Omax CryoFreeze. Whether you're an athlete, weekend warrior, someone who deals with constant joint pain, muscle soreness, or arthritis, finding a natural remedy and in, it instantly works might seem non-existent. Well, not anymore. Things are a good friend at Omax CryoFreeze, the non-prescription triple action pain relief roll-on especially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. So, okay, this the best part is 100% natural CBD powered remedies working in works its magic in 10 minutes of application. Relief lasts up to 8 hours, much longer than the over-the-counter prescription. So what you want to do, Omax is offering our listeners 20% off full bottle of CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on plus free shipping the discount also applies to towards any products site-wide just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter the promo code tin foil hat why do we max why do we put up with our politicians why do we allow them to do these things to us Programming, you know, the school system, brother, the belief in authority that's programmed into people through the school system, indoctrination, you know, that, really when you look at school, that's what school's all about. It's about instilling a belief in authority in you, you know, and removing your parents. You know, they remove your parents from you. You get new parents when you go to school. And then when you leave school, you get new parents called the government. You know, it's it's just the programming. And people actually believe that these people are benevolent. They leave, believe that these people are their parents, you know. They should respect them. Oh, he's the president. He's the prime minister, you know. It's crazy, you know. And look what Donald Trump's just done. I mean, my God, he's just painted a target on the back of every single soldier in the Middle East. Um, you, you, I don't know if you know this, just changing the topic for a second, but um, Iran yesterday um, put in a bill, enacted a new bill, 
which declared the, the Pentagon as a terrorist entity, the same way the United States would declare Hamas as a terrorist entity or whatever. So this legally, this, this gives the Iran, under international law, because it, it's now a drafted bill under a sovereign nation, this is the same excuse America does. It attacks people and says, oh, that was legal. It says here we can do it. It's because it's a law that the United States wrote. Well, Iran's just written a law declaring the Pentagon a terrorist organization, which means they can now legally attack any American soldier in the Middle East. They can attack any American organization in the Middle East or anybody who sympathizes with Americans in the Middle East. Iran, uh, Trump's just painted a target on the back of all of those people. And when you look at uh, Soleimani, um, there's every indication that Trump actually was one of the ones who wanted Soleimani to go to Iraq in order to negotiate a peace deal with Saudi Arabia and then basically took him out while he was at the airport just to garner votes for himself and to garner, you know, to direct attention away from this impeachment. And to, to kill a general of a sovereign nation because you consider him a terrorist, this is the same as the the Germans saying that General Patton was a terrorist after World War II. This is, if you can declare any general from a foreign military a terrorist, then you've just delegitimized the military of every nation on earth because now this opens it up for Russia to be able to declare that the uh, Pentagon's a terrorist organization exactly what it, with what Iran's done. See, Iran, all Iran has done is exactly what the United States has done to Iran. And they've said, okay, well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If you're going to declare our most honored general, the man who single-handedly defeated ISIS in the Middle East yeah. and stopped the spread of ISIS in the Middle East, you're going to kill this guy and call him a terrorist? Well, fine, then the Pentagon is a terrorist organization. So the situation is really about to escalate, brother. I agree with you. You know, like uh, when uh, Trump was trying to pull out or we were told that Trump was trying to pull out of Saudi, uh, of Syria, all we had were the talking heads on our networks talking about, if he does that, ISIS is going to flourish. Well, all of us in the truth community know that ISIS is on the payroll, that we have created them. That is that is what Benghazi was all about. They, they were trying to cover up loose ends. J. Chris Newber, J. Chris Newber, J. Chris Steverson, uh, what knew about all the basically the funding, training, and arming of ISIS? That was just cleaning up. We have created this, and so everybody says, "Oh, if you pull out of Syria, uh, ISIS is gonna flourish." Here's a man. I hate to tell everybody because I know that we've all wanted Trump to be this guy that changes the game. You know, but the truth is, man, we know that this guy was killing ISIS. He was doing the job. So why do we eliminate him? Why are we eliminate yeah. him? Because he's killing our proxy army. That's why. And like Exactly. That's why they eliminated him. And and the funerals that he's that he's had in Iran, this is one of the biggest funerals you've ever seen. There's people turned out in every city in Iran. This guy's a national hero. This is like, you know, it's like you pick the most respected uh, military person in, in American history and just have someone take him out. You know, that's, that's what America's done. That's what Trump's done by taking out this guy. And um, the repercussions of this, and America's going to lose so much respect in the international community from this as well. I mean, this was, this was a crazy, crazy thing for him to do. 
and he's really, really opened up the fireworks, brother. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, watch out. watch out for what's going on. And ISIS is a fully Western-run operation. If you really look at the history of, of the whole thing, I mean, this is the people, the same people that were used to overthrow Libya, which is now a failed state. You know, and they just sent them across. You know, they couldn't invade Syria because we wouldn't let them. So they sent all these mercenaries across into Syria, called them ISIS, and they've been training them and running them ever since. America's been pretending to be fighting them, but it hasn't been providing logistical support for them the whole way. You know, and for for them to have, and the excuse he used as well, you know, oh, we, we killed him because he attacked the uh, American embassy in Iraq. Yeah, the Iraqis have actually been attacking that embassy quite regularly because they want the Americans out of the country. Uh, he, he didn't even go to the embassy. He was nowhere near the embassy. Um, and it was a drone strike, you know. I mean, absolutely disgraceful. But uh, it, shows, it shows that uh, Trump is not your friend. Yeah. He's not anybody's friend. He's just playing the same old game. Couldn't agree more. I mean, when we take also... Take a look at like, listen, man, we were calling out the, you know, here in America, we were calling out Hillary, pedophile, satanic, you know, uh, uh, just selling out everybody, killing off anybody that was going to snitch on her. Okay. And what did the, what did the libertards were like, oh no, she's a wonderful person. She's like my grandma. She's like my mom. And we're like, you're blind. And now this thing that happens with Donald Trump and Iran, okay, and we we know it's Wesley Clark hammer and nail speech where basically, you know, they listed the seven countries they were going to invade in five years. And who was the last one? Iran. And we have all this information, yet these people are still holding on to this, man. Like, we know all these politicians are bought and sold and whatever Trump represented man and you know I fell for it again because I fell for it with Obama man I fell for it I was like oh Obama dude he's changed the only thing different about him was the skin then we find out his mother his grandfather all CIA and two years in I was like oh we got duped and then Trump comes and I'm like oh this guy's a little different the only reason I think people were wanted Trump is because they hated Hillary and what she did to Bernie but now that he's in three years in i'm like what is he doing any different uh, the, the only thing he is in is a pedophile oh that's questionable it's, dude it's so questionable but that's the only thing that that stays away from hillary because now now that he went to iran didn't ask questions dude he's the exact he had options same thing he had options they gave him other options and he picked kill that fool make everything every, whatever makes it easy for me if you take a look at bill clinton's his presidency and you take a look at trump's they're almost identical on how we came in, how his, uh, you know, they beat an established, established candidate. Uh, their whole first, uh, Try to impeach him. first four years was all sex scandals, okay? And then they try to impeach him. Then he does these wars so no one pays attention. It's the exact same shit. I mean, look at all these executive orders he's put out with this anti-Semitism shit. You know, I mean, like, look at all the stuff that Clinton did. If we actually look back, how devastating was this country? It's unbelievable. As Max, as you watch American politics, like, what do you feel that is going on? I mean, it just got to be crazy. Oh, look, it's, it's a puppet show, brother. It's a puppet show. They're all bored and paid for. And like you say, what we saw with Clinton, it's exactly the same scenario. Just as Clinton got impeached, he bombed Iraq now. Trump gets impeached, he bombs Iran. It's the same thing. You know, and it's it's a puppet show. I mean, it doesn't matter. You can put anybody in there. I mean, we didn't like Hillary, sure. Trump, but Trump was the Trump card. He got everybody sitting back and waiting for three years. You know, all the Q tubers sitting there going, Yeah, 
where we go one, we go all. Yeah, yeah, it's all going to happen. It's all going to happen. Waiting for these mass arrests for like three years. I've been waiting for mass arrests. How long does it take to get in the car and go down the street and arrest someone, you know? Three years, you're waiting for mass arrest, and you still think it's going to happen. I mean, it's crazy. You could put a piece of toast in the president's chair, bro. You put a piece of toast in the chair, put a little, get a bit of ketchup, put a little smiley face on it. There's your president. All you need to do is put a little, little uh, you know, mechanical arm on it so I can sign executive orders. It wouldn't make a lick of difference who you put in there because the president doesn't run the country. He's a mouthpiece used to appease the people. He had a little bit of power, can do a little bit of stuff, you know, throw his weight around a little bit, like what Trump's doing. He's a kind of a crazy, irrational, unpredictable guy, so he'll do stuff like kill Soleimani because he wants to. But, you know, generally and, and you know, on the, on the, the, the more macro level, he's just a mouthpiece for the puppet show behind it, you know, that's puppeteering the whole thing. So it wouldn't matter who the president was, brother. You're going to get the same result. And it's unbelievable. It's a movie. It's not a movie. It's the a nightmare. That's what it is. A reality star is going to send us to World War III. That's a movie. If I told you this reality <laughs> star is a movie that's on fucking speed, that does whatever the fuck he wants, is going to send you in World War III, you're like, that's a movie. That never happened. Yeah, yeah, you got a guy, guy who ran a reality TV show trying to start World War yeah. III. It's, it's remarkable, isn't it? His job used to, was to fire people. That Who? was his job. As we sit around, we take, you know, it's like we have these five, uh, we have the seven nations in five years. We have all, you know, Israel getting busted, uh, spying on Americans. We have this Epstein spy ring that involves Mossad. Like, what do you think? Are we just basically, basically playing into the international banking couple's basically desire to control the world and just destroy everything and enslave us all. I mean, like, that just seems where we're at right now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what they're doing. I mean, and all this stuff, I mean, with all this stuff going on, all of the, what's been exposed through the Epstein scandal, which is remarkable because that that is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, Epstein wasn't the head honcho and all that. He was just a puppet working for someone else. He's just a fall guy. Great way to distract attention away from that, you know, bomb Iran, burn Australia to the ground, you know, you've got people looking in the other direction completely. Not too many people talking about Epstein and all of those connections at the moment. So, you know, it, it, it it's all part and parcel to the same thing. And even even when you look at the Iranian government, I mean, I don't trust the Iranian government any more than I trust the United any States government. government. Right. I would suggest that they're all in on this together that any war that does break out between America and Iran will be a very strategic war and they're both playing the same game you know i look at the worldwide political community as a worldwide multinational multi-generational criminal cabal pretending to be government and they play everybody off against each other you know, who wants to be the enemy for a while who wants to be the good guy for a while you know it's all leading in the same direction and it all distracts us from the giant in the back of the room which is china which is rolling out this whole social crediting system. See, the whole one belt, one road trade system that's coming online, which requires the crash of the US dollar, uh, it requires the destruction of the Australian economy as well, and China to be able to take over our food bowl, which is you see all these fires and all the stuff that's going on there. Um, it, it requires the destruction and homogenization of Europe as well, which we're seeing as well. No chemtrails over China either. You'll notice that there's chemtrails over all Western countries, geoengineering, massive aerial spraying. There's none over China. There's none over uh, the Middle East and there's none over China. 
that's interesting as well. So, you know, it's all part and parcel to the same thing, brother. There's a much, much bigger play here that people are looking at. And what we're seeing at the moment is it's almost like a quickening. Everything they can do to keep us distracted. I don't think there'll ever be a full-scale World War III-type scenario that erupts with Iran. You know, there may be tensions between the countries. There may be bombs being dropped on, on the countries and stuff like that, but I don't think it's going to be on the scale of what people expect it to be. I think World War Three has been waging for like 20 years, ever since they took out the Twin Towers, and it's a war by this this worldwide criminal cabal masquerading as government against the people of every country on the world, and a lot of it is an information war, keeping us distracted from what's going on, tied up in little local conflicts, even here in Australia, getting us tied up with these fires, looking in the wrong direction, even, you know, thinking the fires are about global warming, you know, when it's really about Agenda 21, but they're just showing the people how they're going to do it, and they're eliminating all obstacles to this end goal. You know, but so much of it is distraction, brother. So much of what Trump's doing is distraction. The whole Trump presidency has been a distraction. I think that's what it was about. Like I said, he was the Trump card. He's kept everybody tied up in arguing. He's really created the whole um, complete polarization of society in the United States. You've never seen American society as polarized as what it is now. You've got the full Trump supporters and the full Trump haters, and the twain shall never meet. You know, it's very interesting to see how we're being played, brother. Now, uh, what is your take on direct energy weapons? Do you believe they're real? Do you think this is part of it? We see pictures all the time, and always someone catches this kind of yellowish, orange-like just ray of light. Uh, some people are saying that's happening here. We have heard this in California. I mean, that's why I think this metal was burning. It's very specific about how it hits. It doesn't, it, like, if it doesn't hit you, it doesn't burn you. That's how we have, like, cars melting, but trees right next to them completely fine. What are your thoughts on direct energy weapons? Directed energy weapons are an absolute reality. You can go to their own websites and you can read their own patents. You can go to the Australian Defence Force website. The Australian Defence Force has admitted they've been using directed energy weapons since at least 2014, I think possibly even back as far as 2005. They started doing testing for um, uh, chemical aerosols in 1998 around the area here. They did a whole Southern Ocean test. We know directed energy weapons are real. Absolutely, they are real. This is this is not even a debatable point. Are they being used to start the fires? That's another question. You know, directed energy weapons are generally microwave weapons. A lot of what we see are these pictures of a red beam coming from the sky. This is not a directed energy weapon. You can't see a microwave. That's someone who's photoshopped a picture for disinformation. Ah. A lot of the stuff that we see that are beams coming from the sky this is disinformation because you can't see microwaves. There was some some video footage that I saw from uh, the uh, the California fires, possibly even the Paradise fires, where I saw quick flashes of blue beams on a video footage where it was a, a blue beam coming yeah. from the sky. Yeah. The possibility with that because it was real quick. But there's photos that exist. Like it's a photograph, a still photograph of a red beam coming from the sky. Now you'd think, well, this has to be a still frame from a video. So where's the video? Because there's no way someone would have just picked up a camera and snapped it and just happened to catch this red beam coming yeah, from the sky. Man. I mean, this is, this is going to be like in a flash. You're not going to catch this on a camera. So 
where's the original video footage? And why can we see the beam? If it's a microwave beam, why can we see it? Go and have a look in your microwave when you cook something. Tell me how many little laser beams you see cooking <laughs> your food. You don't. You know, so Max, we've got to be really right. careful at looking at this stuff. You know, directed energy weapons are absolutely real, and so is disinformation. That is absolutely real as well. And if there's a leak, what the best thing they do to cover up the leak is they don't attempt to hide it. They embellish the leak to the point that it becomes absolutely unbelievable and easily disprovable. So everyone throws the baby out with the bathwater. So we've got to be really careful about what we're looking at with these things. Now, that said, I've, I've seen some evidence, clear evidence of directed energy weapons. Like I've got one photograph from the Paradise Fires of a, of a truck, and it's got like a, virtually a round hole through the cabin of the truck. And, and the headlights aren't even damaged. The paint isn't even bubbled, and this, the, this whole center of the truck is melted out like a round hole. So, you know, that sort of stuff is kind of bizarre. But a lot of the stuff we're being told is directed energy weapons and is proof of directed energy weapons, it isn't. You know, melted aluminium hubcaps are not the proof of directed energy weapons. Aluminium's a soft alloy which yeah. will melt in a hot yes. fire. Yeah. You know, and if people doubt that, go build a bonfire and throw a hubcap in there and then tell me that was a directed energy weapon. <laughs> you know. You know, people don't do the test. So yeah, they're real and there's it's every chance that they're being used. But without conclusive proof, you know, putting up these claims and saying, oh, look, that's conclusive proof, that beam is conclusive, this, you know, you're just, you're just doing damage. You're doing damage to, to credible research, and you've got to be very, very careful what we're, what we're presenting to people and very, very sure of what we're presenting as being the truth and of being, of being factual. And if it isn't, to at least say, well, I'm speculating on this, someone help me out, send me some information, you know. So we've got to weigh it all up very, very carefully, brother. So, so I see one of the posts you put up is that Morrison is uh, banning cash in Australia. Is that happening? Because we understand that's a push to get everything digital. So if you if you if you, they don't like what you're doing, they make it so you can't get your cash. Yeah, well, it's a it's a <clears throat> it's a gradual process. What that cash ban is about is uh, it's uh, banning cash transactions of uh, over ten thousand dollars. You can't you can't buy anything over ten thousand dollars. If you want to spend ten thousand dollars, you've got to use. It's got to be done through the banking system. So the cash ban is a ban of transactions over ten grand. It isn't a complete cash ban. But once that um, ten thousand dollar limit is put in place, they don't actually have to meet parliament again. They can just knock that down to five thousand, then down to three thousand, then down to one thousand, and then eliminate cash altogether. So it's just part of the process it's the first step of the process it isn't a complete ban of cash it's a ban of transactions over ten thousand dollars and i think they're due to sit on that and decide whether it will be law or not i think possibly in february or march this year this is unbelievable what are they doing with these animals that are are hurt where are they bringing them like can they release them back into the wild? Is there any wild to ever release them no, back into? They're going to go straight into the zoo. Well, that's the thing, you know, how, how much of the forest is going to come back? Because the fires have burned so hot in, in many of these fires in many of these forest areas that the, uh, the humus is being burnt. So it's burning the soil right down to the mineral layer. So it, it's very difficult for these forests to return to what they were. Uh, so many animals have been killed. Uh, a lot of them are in refuge centres. A lot of them are in people's yards. I mean, you know, a lot of them have been lost, though. We've lost probably 30 to 40% at least of, of the animals in New South Wales through these fires, which is absolutely devastating. So um, it yeah, it's anybody's guess, brother, where they're going to go. It's anybody's guess where the people are going to wow. go as well, you know.
crazy. Half oh, a billion. It says half a billion. Man, this is so upsetting. Yeah, that was that was that was two weeks ago. Half a billion. That was two weeks ago when that report came out. The fire front was uh, 5.5 million acres or 5.5 million hectares. 12.5 million acres. Now it's about six and a half million hectares. About 15 million acres. So that was that was two weeks ago. Half a billion animals. That number is going to continue to grow. This would break your heart, Sam. A video of like all these kangaroos just running away. Oh, I can't watch I it, know. man. It's all horrible. the dead animals on this. I just it breaks my heart. And the fact that this is man is done purposefully mm. to just for this this dark arts agenda breaks my heart. I you know the the problem now is that there's no there's no um punishment. We the these these elites, they walk and they act without any kind of punishment. There's n they'll never feel the results of their. I mean, nine eleven. Nobody went to jail for that. Well, all the fires here, they were blaming what PNG. Did yeah. any of they did any of them go to jail? No, it just fucked. Dude, our governor up. got elected taking money from them. It's unbelievable, Max. I I don't want to hold you up. Max, because I know you uh, you haven't felt well, and I know that you have had a lot of people um, been hitting you up about this. So uh, I just want real quick, you tell them everywhere where they can come and find you and basically give us a little summation about where we're at and what do you think happens from here, if you could. Well, you can find everything about me at thecrowhouse.com, my website. Like I said, it's all free. You can go there, find my YouTube channel, my Steemit account, my Facebook page, all that sort of stuff, thecrowhouse.com. Um, I, I see this as a, a time of great change, a time of great opportunity, brother. I really do. I mean, we knew this was coming. Uh, we knew Agenda 21 was going to be rolled out. We knew they were going to be rolling out these smart cities. We knew that they, they want to implement their scorched-earth policy and watch the world burn. They don't care about life. You know, we've known it for a while. We've just all expected it to happen in North America or Europe or something like that. I never expected it to be uh, implemented in my country first. But really, it makes perfect sense that they would because there's a, a small amount of population here. You're separate. We've, it's an island country, so you can set the whole thing in motion here. You can create exactly the type of ecosystem you want in this country and then leave it as a, as a model for the rest of the world. Now, I hope this causes people to rally up. I really do. A lot of people are waking up to the fact that this situation is deliberate. You know, this drought is deliberate. There's no reason for these fires to be burning at the extent they are. There's no reason for this to be as catastrophic as it is. It's all been done due to deliberate mismanagement. So it's my great hope that the people of this country will rise up and they will expel this government and we will establish new government. You know, people of some form of integrity and responsibility and we will hold these criminals accountable for their actions and hopefully set that example for the rest of the world. That's what I would like to see. That's what I think this is. It's an opportunity for this to happen. You know, and a lot of Australians are, are getting it. You know, like those videos that I've done, the most recent couple of videos I've done, have gone pretty viral. Like I said, I even had people come up to me in the supermarket and say, hey, you're the guy from YouTube. Thanks for making those videos. So, you know, people are getting it. People are seeing what we're facing and they're seeing the need to stand up. So hopefully that's what it's going to do, brother, is it's going to um, create a wave that will go out to the rest of the world. And I'm really hoping my countrymen will stand up and will we'll lead by example in this crisis. And thanks for having me on, brother. Thanks Max, for having me. Max, last the word question, because I, I know you got to go. Do you think that the all these politicians are compromised, blackmailed, or are they just psychopaths? 
in, in, if you but, had to guess? Both, both. I don't, I don't think all of them are psychopaths. I think they get compromised when they go into office. I think if they're ever going to get to a position of power, they're compromised before they get that position so they know they've got dirt on them before they get there. This is what the whole Epstein thing was all about. Yeah, this is why they, they've deliberately um, squashed our sexuality so much and kept everybody in the state of sexual tension so they can just bring a young girl and everyone wants to cut loose and they can get them on camera and this is the way it goes, you know. So, yeah, I think they're all compromised. If they're not compromised, they don't get to any position of power and I think it's important for people to realise that. Max, you're wonderful. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on and uh, hopefully I'll put in all your links in the, in the description. We'll, hopefully down the line we could do it again under better circumstances. Absolutely. Pleasure to any time, brother. Thanks Thank you, Max. Me. Thank you. Stay on, Johnny, but I'm going to we're gonna let him go. And we'll, we'll have a little talk. So, oh, wow. That was crazy. You can hang up on him because Max is not feeling good. So we'll just we'll call it. Thanks, Max. Uh, unbelievable, right? What's your thoughts, Johnny? Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's It's amazing how little accountability there is. There's just no accountability for this. Max was a nice guy. I'm sorry, I fucked his name up. Mac Ignan, <laughs> right? Max Egan. 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 That's what he said. Yeah. Max yeah. Egan. Max yeah. Egan. Yeah. Fuck, man. It's like sucks, dude. It's super sad. I'm gonna get shit kicked out of me for messing his name up. But you know how they've been going hard Egan. on the animals. Egan. Egan. On yeah. the, it's been more about the animals on this Australia thing about the kangaroos. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, at the Amazon one, they didn't really talk about animals animals as much it was just more about the rainforest which i mean it's it includes well it, they did they were talking about the indigenous people but i mean like what we're seeing are psychopaths like to me dude this isn't climate change this is like fucking like trying to prove a point They're like trying to prove a point. nature terrorism yeah trying to prove a point like hey here's climate change you guys won't see it Gre greta didn't work if greta doesn't work here are the fires can't see Greta, see here's some fires. But I think the word's getting out, dude. I think the word's getting out, man. I I, I think the word's getting out. I think he <laughs> uh I think uh that people are realizing that there's a lot more at work. But it seems like they're going hard at it right now, doesn't it? Like they're they're just trying to do this all at once. Like what's going on that they have to push this all right now? And he said it's rain season over there. It's not like it's fire season where it's just like, oh well, because when it was happening here, they made it seem like, oh, it's just fire season. It happens here. It's dry. It's summertime. It's the PNG. It's all the dry leaves. Premier allowed to walk around. How's that? Prime Minister allowed to walk around. He's, There's a lot of people like who I asshole. can't believe they just walk around. Max Egan. What did you think about his comments on directed energy weapons? I think it was great. I think he thought that my comment about the hubcaps melting was like misinformation, but I, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking, maybe I did mention that. But we've seen bridges. We've yeah, seen that's stuff what I'm talking like, like old school bridges yeah, melted. It's like, how's that? That's an old bridge. But, I, you know, I, I did, mean, like... I did like his comment about him saying how it shouldn't be a direct energy, like an energy. No, the microwave well, you shouldn't be like able that. to see it. Yeah, like a microwave. When you microwave something, you don't see shit. He's right. It looked like a fucking a disco. It'd be... That was a crazy episode. I feel for the man. The guy's a nice dude. Even even I messed his name up a thousand times. I really hate doing that. And it really crushes me when I do that. It crushes me. I don't think he mind. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, man, these, these shows are heartbreaking for me. I, I mean, like, 
I love people. I fight for people. I fight for children. Uh, and I fight for animals. And because and, animals have no say. And I get hunting. I'm okay with hunting. That's the nature. But like, this is just like, these animals did nothing. And these politicians don't care. Like, if nothing happens to this prime minister, like, what, what, what hope do you have in humanity? Like, how are you allowed to walk the earth? After doing it, oh, how's Hillary? How's how's George Bush alive? How do we have George Bush on Ellen? Yeah, when do when do you ever see executives in the West get punished? The only executives that get punished are in Asia, some in the smaller countries where the people can actually get their hands on these guys, you know. But in in America, Australia, English speaking countries, you just don't see it. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, dude, it makes me super sad, man. They can't be walking around like that. Like when Sam's in New York, he's always out for for Wiener. What? <laughs> uh? what where 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 did that come from? I mean, it's true, but it's, that, it's a really confusing that you brought time that up. There, you always say, "If I see Anthony Wiener, I swear I'm gonna fuck him." Oh! oh. 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 You say that shit every time oh. we're in New York. You're like, oh. that did not go over well. That was <laughs> Sam's always on the hunt for Wiener. Yeah, that's <laughs> made it sound like I was looking for. Well, I said New York. Every time we're in New York, you're like, "If you see that fucker, you let me know now." Yeah, I, I Sam did. was like, "How did you find out about that?" <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> Guys, it's a great podcast. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I know I'm gonna I butcher's name, and I know I'm gonna get killed in the comments. So this is the. It's become such a uh, a thing for me. I get so nervous. I don't know why. You should just make it your thing. Don't even try. Just fucking make up a name. I don't mind it, but I don't want people coming out and getting insulted. That's it. Guys, thanks for tuning in to uh, Tim Foyle Hat. Hopefully, I'll see you in Arizona. Hopefully, I'll see you in Texas. Hopefully, we'll see you in Oklahoma. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye.